Republicans celebrate early election results. We are going to take the House back. The Senate still a toss-up. There was no red wave. It was a red ripple, maybe. Floridians brace for Nicole. Likely to be a Category 1 hurricane at landfall. Good morning. I'm Deborah Rodriguez with the CBS World News Roundup. This morning after the midterms, Republicans are poised to take back control of the House and put Kevin McCarthy in the Speaker's seat. We will be in the majority and Nancy Pelosi will be in the minority. With votes still being tallied and some races still extremely tight, the House is leaning Republican, but only barely. CBS News is calling the Senate a toss-up. In Pennsylvania's closely watched contest... Democrat John Fetterman, who's recovering from a stroke, has flipped an open Senate seat. In Georgia, the race between the incumbent and an NFL star appears to be headed for a runoff. Democrat Raphael Warnock is taking it in stride. We always knew this race would be close. That's where we are. Our team coverage begins with correspondent Wendy Gillette in Pittsburgh. What is it? It's like 1.30 in the morning and you're still here hanging in? A crowd of several hundred supporters waited five and a half hours to hear Democratic Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman's victory speech. It came hours after Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz said he still had a chance. When all the ballots are counted, we believe we will win this race. Oz chose not to speak a second time. I'm Jim Crisold in Atlanta. I'm feeling good. Under Georgia's quirky election laws, Tuesday could be just round one in the race between incumbent Democratic U.S. Senator Ralphie Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker. We're in a fight, are we not? We're in a fight. Georgia requires a majority to win statewide office, and if neither candidate gets at least 50 percent of the vote, there will have to be a runoff election December 6th. I'm Steve Futterman in Las Vegas. We still don't know who has won the Senate race here in Nevada. The votes are still being counted. We know this will take time. Democrat Catherine Cortez Mastro addressed her supporters last night. The early vote count had her in front, but now it's her GOP challenger Adam Laxalt who has the lead. We're confident that the Numbers are there, and we're going to win this race. And it may take days to know the winner. Tens of thousands of mail-in ballots still need to be counted. CBS's Robert Costa looks at some other key states. Republican and Trump-backed J.D. Vance took a key open Senate seat in Ohio, triumphing over Democrat Tim Ryan. I have the privilege to concede this race because the way this country operates is that when you lose an election, you concede. In Wisconsin's Senate race, it's too close to call. Republican incumbent Ron Johnson is still battling Mandela Barnes for the win. In battleground Arizona, Democrat and former astronaut Mark Kelly is edging ahead of Republican Blake Masters. And in the governor's race there, Democrat Katie Hobbs has an edge over Trump loyalist Carrie Lake. But that race might take days to decide. And Lake has wasted little time in stoking electoral doubt. We had a big day today, and don't let those cheaters and crooks think anything different. New York's Democratic incumbent Kathy Hochul has held off a challenge by Republican Lee Zeldin. Sarah Huckabee Sanders will become Arkansas's first female governor. Florida's Ron DeSantis cruised to a commanding victory, 
boding well for his expected presidential run in 2024. CBS's Director of Elections and Surveys, Anthony Salvanto, has been looking over the exit polling. Democrats did well with independence last night, and you see abortion was a close second to inflation in the economy. On the minds of voters, we talked all the time about the restoring Roe voters, the women who made abortion and abortion rights a priority. They moved even more towards the Democrats. That helped them, too. I'm Vicki Barker. Five months after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, Michigan, California, and Vermont have reaffirmed abortion rights in their state constitutions. An anti-abortion measure in Kentucky is too close to call. Maryland and Missouri have legalized recreational marijuana. Arkansas and North Dakota have rejected it. And anti-slavery ballots aimed at ending forced prison labor pass in Alabama, Tennessee, and Vermont fail in Louisiana or Oregon still undecided. Floridians are bracing for another hurricane. Tropical Storm Nicole is gaining strength as it churns eastward through the Atlantic. It's expected to become a Category 1 hurricane with strong winds and rain before it makes landfall as early as tonight, likely somewhere along Florida's Treasure Coast, north of West Palm Beach. David Haley lives in Pompano Beach. I'm getting sandbags, a little worried about the storm surge with uh, with the storm, so just want to be prepared in case the worst happens. Some counties have already issued mandatory evacuation orders. Nicole could become the first hurricane to hit the U.S. in November in almost 40 years. American basketball star Brittany Griner has been transferred to a penal colony in Russia to serve her nine-year sentence for drug possession. Correspondent Cami McCormick reports. A late-night statement from the White House says every minute Griner is detained is a minute too long, and the president has directed the administration to prevail on her Russian captors to improve her treatment and the conditions she may be forced to endure in a penal colony. Griner's attorneys say she was moved November 4th, and they have no information on her whereabouts. Facebook's parent company Meta says it'll cut more than 11,000 workers. That's about 13 percent of its staff. CEO Mark Zuckerberg says he'll also cut discretionary spending and extend a hiring freeze through the first quarter to respond to a slumping digital ad market and falling stock prices. A country music hall of famer is gone. Representatives say guitarist Jeff Cook, who co-founded Alabama, was surrounded by family and close friends when he died at his home in Destin, Florida. No exact cause given, but Cook was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 2012 and stepped back from touring with the group five years later. Jeff Cook was 73. A top U.S. diplomat is promising to extend an expiring deal allowing Ukraine to export grain through the Black Sea. On an unannounced trip to Ukraine, the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. insisted that regardless of the congressional election outcome here... We've seen bipartisan support from Ukraine. The president is committed to continuing to work with the Congress to ensure that that support continues. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield also accused Russia of targeting Ukrainian food processing and shipping facilities. These are not only horrific attacks on civilian infrastructure, they're also attacks on the world's food supply. Tom Fody, CBS News, Washington. He didn't exactly win it, but Ukraine's president has been awarded a temporary Oscar. Sean Penn pulled the statue out of his bag and handed it over to Vladimir Zelensky during a visit to Kiev. The actor told the president to bring it back to Malibu when he wins the war. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. <laughs> 